Hey everyone, welcome to Locked on Lakers for Tuesday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. Andy, LeBron James has been doing some amazing things over the last week or two. We'll tell you why that might be a problem next. You are Locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks to everybody for making Lockdown Lakers your first listen of every day, Monday through Friday. No matter how or where you get your podcast, it's always free, never behind a paywall. Lockdown Lakers on YouTube is where you can go hang out uh, with 22,000 or so subscribers to the channel, all of whom getting ready for this back-to-back starting tonight against Utah, tomorrow against Dallas. Of course, Andy, tonight's game against Utah is another one of those in-season tournament games. The Lakers just refuse to lose. Um, Again, I'm rolling out my theory. Um, Again, unsourced. Again, I don't care because I think there's something to it. I think LeBron wants to be attached to the history of being the first team and the leader of said first team to win the in-season tournament just in case this thing ends up taking off and the basketball and cultural cachet that comes with it increases. I think LeBron wants to be attached to that. It's certainly and possible. I, and you know what? Why not? Why, Why not? not? It is uh, It is something that we discussed for Monday's show at greater length. Uh, so you can go back and the everydayers certainly heard it, but if you didn't, you can go back and listen to that. Also, too, another great way to communicate with us is uh, through subtext. You can now reach us via subtext, but you can subscribe free for 14 days. Give it a try. Um, you got a question for us. That's a great way to to ask it. We will answer it. There are thoughts on Lakers news, rumors, you know, the Lakers, even though they can't trade anybody on this team other than LeBron, really, they're already attached to every single trade rumor out there. Um, they can't move anybody till December 15th and a lot of guys till January 15th, but that won't stop anyone. Um, in-game commentary, 14-day free yes. trial. Again, subtext.com. Slash locked on Lakers. So uh, Torian Prince was one for eleven on Sunday. So that's something we're going to discuss. He's been in a horrific shooting slump, um, and it may be uh, time to talk about a change in the starting lineup. Um, a lot of different ways that could happen. So we're gonna we'll get into that. Uh, we're talking about Cam Reddish, who looks like he's going to stay in the starting lineup for the time being. Um, which is a surprise to most people, possibly including Cam Reddish. Uh, but we we will first discuss LeBron James, Andy. Um, we noted the incredible numbers that he put up on uh, Sunday night, leading the Lakers to a win over the Houston Rockets. Um, he was just as good in shorter minutes against the Blazers. Um, he has been just over the last really two three weeks, as I described it on Monday, on a bit of a heater, um, and. As fun as this has been to watch, it has got some fans and, quite frankly, me, a little concerned. We're all thinking along the same lines here. Yeah, here's one YouTube comment. Can't read them all, but I think this one basically summarizes the concerns of Laker fans out there. From Brian Tepp, LeBron cannot keep this up. It's been proven for the last few years that he goes on these monster runs and gets injured midseason. Laker players need to step up. And, you know, there, 
there is reason to be concerned about it for the reasons Brian mentioned, you know, the idea that this is a lot of strain to put on LeBron and there has been a pattern of LeBron eventually, ha- you know, paying that bill mm-hmm. when it comes to the, when it comes to the toll being put on him and coming in the form of midseason injury, or as we saw in the playoffs, in his own words, on empty. Um, but also, too, just the idea of this team was supposed to be built in a way where this would not be necessary. You and I, Brian, talked a lot heading into this season about st- being able to steal a few minutes away from LeBron and AD per game. Just because Garvin started like the year, Andy. He's yeah. on a strict minutes limit. If he cracks 30 minutes, it's going to be, you know, by just a couple minutes here. We're, 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 I don't care what happens. We have, that lasted what? Two games, I believe? One game. Lasted one, one game. Right. Into the Literally second game, game, they revised that plan. Is right. what I'm getting at. Yeah. So it was so. one game. <laughs> the first game. <laughs> right. And then after that. And so, yes. Um, and as the uh, viewer, Brian, um, points out, like, that's the first thing that I thought of after this game was like, God, this was amazing on Sunday. Like, this was an incredible game. I really wish we didn't have to see it this often. And what well, I mean, I, I, you touched on it a little bit with the supporting cast, but what, what in your mind has contributed to this phenomenon still where this year um, the Lakers still can't get away from their LeBron dependence in the way that they're trying? Well, I mean, there, it is the, I mean, it's the inconsistencies of some of the supporting cast, and in particular, you know, Austin Reeves has been, I think, better over, say, the last five games on balance than he was to begin this season. He had mm-hmm. a hell of a fourth quarter that I think did give LeBron legitimate support in taking that win home against Houston. But over the course of these 14 games they've played, Austin Reeves has not played at a level that was envisioned heading mm-hmm. into this season where he was seen as the third guy of a big three. He hasn't played at that level, and, and there's a trickle-down effect from there, when he isn't stepping up in that way, other guys need to. There hasn't been anybody that has consistently done it at a at the level expected for various reasons. They can be injuries. You know, Rui missed a bunch of games with a concussion. Right. I would actually the, – the one guy I would give a pass to with that, and I do want to let people know uh, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150. If your team wins, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Um, the one guy I will give a pass to that, the shooting has been inconsistent, but the overall play I think has been quite good is Russell. I think Russell has more or less provided but here's the problem of quality. I, I would say he has been lesser as a shooter but better as a playmaker so I'm going to balance those things out. For right, but here's the problem though. If Reeves isn't at his station, more or less isn't good enough. If you're looking at the overall effect, it can't be No, I'm just talking about how like you've said I, the way I like in terms of who has performed right, but at it, the level my, that, that that is sure. expected? But my my point is though that if if say somebody else needs to fill that vacuum, mm-hmm. Delo hasn't played well enough to fill that vacuum. I think he's played well enough to be at his own station. I don't think he's played well enough to elevate his station. I think and they've been right missing about, guys. They've been missing guys that in particular. That's what it is. Matter. It's not. It's not on. I don't think. I, I don't. I don't look at it as. 
Reeves hasn't done to expectation, even if third member of a big three in hindsight might have been a little overzealous or whatever it is, even as a like, you know, really good, like he just hasn't been as good as he should be. There's no right. question. So yes. Reeves is down. I don't look at it as saying, um, well, D'Lo then has to elevate. I look at it as there should be enough depth around them to allow, whether it's Reeves, whether it's Russell, whatever, to have these sort of moments, so to speak. But the problem is, Vincent hasn't essentially hasn't played. Rui missed a bunch of games. Uh, Vanderbilt hasn't played. Um, Wood, after a strong start, I think has m- struggled more than thrived. Um, the only guy I can point to, Prince, is not after a good, decent start, struggled more than thrived. The only person I look at and say, wow, you are really doing a lot more than I expected is Cam Reddish. Right. Aside from that, I think the the for whatever reason the supporting cast just hasn't collectively been as good as as we we hoped. Right, but again, getting back to my original point with with the D'Lo example, in order for the Lakers to not really feel it, it doesn't matter if say we pictured say people pictured Austin Reeves as the third best player, D'Angelo Russell as the fourth, Rui as the fifth. And it turned out, hey, you know what? Rui's really the third. D'Lo is the fourth. Reeves is the fifth. Mm-hmm. As long as somebody filled the production that and, and the utility that you picture in one of those roles definitively, then it really doesn't matter. What I'm saying is I don't think anybody, mm-hmm. even if you think D'Lo has played well enough, and I agree with you that I think D'Lo judged against himself has played well enough. He has not played well enough to make up for what either Reeves or other guys have right. It's not Reeves been and that's that's all I'm saying. It's Reeves and Prince and Rui's being you know missing and um, Prince not performing and Vincent being out. And yes, I would agree. It's that that void hasn't been filled. All I'm saying is it's I don't I don't consider that a Russell hasn't stepped up. It's Russell and 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 and. Um, let's talk a little bit more about this and then get into this Torian Prince question because it's a bit of a problem. So we'll do it next. Locked on Lakers is brought to you by FanDuel, and you can enjoy this NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 money line bet that pays off. If you win it, Five bucks again, your team wins 150 back in bonus bets, and you can use those bonus bets on spreads, on player props, over unders, futures, all sorts of fun stuff. The app is really easy to use, you get all these options right at your fingertips. Plus, of course, you can bet on the NBA. Tonight's game is against the Utah Jazz, the Lakers, eight and a half point favorites at home. If you want to look ahead in the season, LeBron is a 75 to one bet to win MVP. Anthony Davis, 40 to 1. Anthony Davis now 6 to 1 to win Defensive Player of the Year on the rise behind just three time winner and recently choked Rudy Gobert, who is at five and a half to 1. And Austin Reeves, who we were just talking about, 9 to 1 for Sixth Man of the Year, up from 11 to 1 last week and 20 to 1 at his recent outset upon getting moved to the bench. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on. Enjoy the NFL season, just sports in general. With an offer you won't want to miss, FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. 
Um, Torian Prince, Andy, uh, famously promised to shoot 40% from three-point range uh, during training camp. This was on media day, um, and he got off to a perfectly good start. Um, opening night against Denver, four of six, um, finished October uh, at 41%. So moving along at uh, perfectly, as, as planned. Um, in November, he is below 20% from three-point range. He was 0 for 4 against the Rockets on Sunday. He was one for five against the Blazers on Friday. He has not had two three-pointers in a game more than once this month. He had one game where he was two for five. Every game other than that was either zero or one. Um, that is not getting it done. And because he is not a particularly good rebounder, um, because he is, you know, he works really hard. It's not an effort thing, but if he's not hitting the three point shot, his value as a player is significantly downgraded. Um, it has a lot of people talking about whether or not Darvin Ham needs to move him out of the starting lineup. Yeah. I, I don't expect any decision like that to happen in the game during the jazz, which reminder it is tonight at 7 p.m. Pacific time, perhaps a revenge game for Taylor Horton Tucker or a deep cut revenge game for Jordan Clarkson, perhaps. Uh, you can catch every basket of the Lakers hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search Lakers to find the broadcast. You mentioned the rebounding numbers for Prince. Um, just two per game, just under two per game for 30 minutes. And like he's never, as you said, been a good rebounder, but even by his standards, they're pretty bad. They're the mm -hmm. worst number per 36 of his career by like a rebound and a half lower than his next worst season. He's gotten progressively worse as a rebounder with age. So this feels like something that is going to keep tracking this season by basketball references, metrics. He is the, it's the worst total rebounding percentage, rebounding rate, whatever you want to call it, of his career by more than two percentage points. He does make an effort to box out. So, I mean, that that is good. But the rebounding as a whole while he's on the court is bad, even by this team's bad standards. He's got the lowest net rating of anybody on this team who plays real minutes for the season. I'm not, I'm not counting Jackson Hayes for, for these purposes especially because I don't know if he's going to be long for the rotation anyway. Mm -hmm. In November, he's got the second lowest. D'Lo is the lowest, but he's not going to stop playing. They, they need his playmaking. Um, I've seen a few fans describe Torian Prince right now as just out there doing cardio, which is both <laughs> very disrespectful and hilarious. It's it's funny. I mean, and, and it accurately describes like how I used to play pickup ball. Like that's exactly what I, I don't want. Don't pass me the ball. It's just because I'm short and white doesn't mean I want to dribble. I just want to run up and down the floor because it's more interesting than a treadmill. But Torian Prince is I actually paid the gym to be able to do that. Torian Prince is being paid to do what he's doing. Uh, and cardio is simply not enough. Yeah, I mean, as far as a change, like to me, I think it depends on when do they reasonably think Jared Vanderbilt's coming back? Because yeah. both of us think he's going to start. Like, do they have an idea of this? Because if it's, say, in a week, then I would look to just keep things as is so guys can start getting a feel for who they're going to be playing with, game flow, stuff like that, and reduce Torian Prince's minutes which I think is starting to happen anyway. Yeah. If, if though, we're talking two weeks, a week into December, that sort of thing, then 
I would seriously consider putting Rui into the starting lineup because whatever they do right now, they need to find more ways to score. You know, they, they're getting scored against a lot, but I think that's also they can't score. And either way, they've got to start getting off to better starts in games. Like, that's where I think the Prince thing is really a problem right now. It's because they are just fighting every single game from behind. And Torian Prince stands out a lot as a member of the starting five who's just not bringing a lot to the table right now. Right. It, you know, when we, we talk about, and look, I, I, throughout the summer, and we are 14 games in. 15 tonight like there's a lot i remember contavious caldwell pope you know for, for, for forget which of his seasons we got it was, you know it was, it was, it was the, the 2020 after, championship year it was the 2020 right. championship year got off to a horrible start just horrible and is one of those deals where you looked up and by the end of it you're like this guy is not only playing really well he's one of the most important members of the team and so you know, I am not burying Torian Prince, especially after I spent all summer talking about how I thought he was the most important uh, of the players that they brought in. It's, and, you know, also potentially important, if nothing yes, else. Yes, uh, in, in questioning Cam Reddish. Clearly, I'm a genius. You know, there's a, there's a lot of time for for Prince to to turn it around, um, and so I'm not not burying him by any stretch of the imagination. But you know, when you compare, like the comparison with D'Lo, for example. The shooting for Russell, quick hot streak, cold again uh, against Houston, but overall maybe trending in the direction that you want. That's great. But he was compensating with elevated playmaking. Almost yes. every playmaking metric that the Lakers have, uh, D'Lo is way up high. And so that is that allows Russell to provide. Prince doesn't have that secondary value. And so um, I, I agree with you. They can't sustain it. Um, I would, I mean, the, the only issue, the problem is like, if you start to, you know, they're, they're just a little thin right now. If, if, if wood can play a little bit better, I, 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 you know, it might even be worth, I might even tinker with starting him there and seeing if that position can kind of recharge him a little bit and get him. you know, I, I don't know exactly what the right answer is, whether it's Rui. Cause I do like for the reasons we outlined throughout the preseason, the, the utility of Rui coming off the bench and the balance that provides, especially since he's playing better than both Hayes and Wood. I, I like it. Put all of that in the starting lineup worries me a little bit because the bench has been so eh. But I get right. what you're getting at. There's no well, really good solution to this other than Jared Vanderbilt gets healthy and can play again. Well, I mean, look, it would help to have Gabe Vincent back because I think if nothing else, you just provide some more secondary playmaking. You In that second unit, you get more defensive integrity in that second unit, point of attack defense, stuff like that. Part of the reason why I was a big advocate for Rui coming off the bench, a very loud advocate for it this offseason, is I pictured the starting unit performing better. Like that, that is a big part of this. And bring it all back full circle for LeBron, until the starting unit starts performing better, the Lakers are not going to be – they're going to be continuing to dig themselves out of a hole – and as long as they keep having to dig themselves out of a hole, LeBron's going to have to keep playing these insane minutes. Right. Like these it are worked, all, they did it against Houston, but you can't do it every game. Right. But these are all interconnected things where the bad starts lead to more minutes for LeBron, leading to more valid concerns about the guy's almost 39 years old. He can't keep this up. Something needs to give. And you worry the thing that's going to give is actually LeBron. Yes. Like that's what gives.
Um, one guy who has been giving, Andy, really, should I say more precisely, taking, is uh, Cam Reddish, who has become a steals master uh, in the early NBA season. Um, but the news is even better than just he's piling up a lot of steals. We'll explain why next. Locked on Lakers is brought to you by Prize Picks, the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. And instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you just pick more than or less than on two to six players, their stats projections, and then watch the winnings roll in up to 25 times your money. And with basketball season now in full swing, you can pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, created specifically for projections with two or more players from different sports or leagues. You can go like LeBron and Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo for three-pointers made and receptions. And with the Price Picks reboot policy, your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured for NFL or NBA games. If you have a player who exits the game in the first half, doesn't return in the second because of injury, that player gets rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA. Again, use that code, LockedOnNBA, for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Again, prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. So Cam Reddish, who I uh, have been just delightfully wrong about uh, in terms of his uh, ability to contribute to this team, we were all very surprised when he ended up um, in the rotation over uh, Max Christie because Reddish didn't play particularly well in the preseason and thought Christie actually did. Um, and Reddish's track record to this point as an NBA player has been very inconsistent, um, both as a defender and as a shooter. Uh, but, you know, for the purposes of the Lakers, really it's the defense that is, is really been, uh, it's been hard to keep him on the floor in, in his previous stops. He has put himself up among the league leaders in steals and just as importantly, deflections. Yep. But, what I think is really cool about this and makes it better than just neat counting stats because steals can be a very misleading metric is that as far as I can tell to my semi-trained eye, he's doing all of these things without compromising the defensive integrity of the team. Dylan Brooks, for example, the last play against LeBron uh, in Monday's game, jumped, tried to jump the pass to get a steal, led easy path for LeBron to the basket. Bad play by Dylan Brooks. Reddish really hasn't been doing that. He's been getting these steals, getting these deflections without taking himself out of position. That, Andy, is a massive, massive thing for the Lakers' defense. Yeah, it's a really, really big deal. He's got, by the way, the best defensive rating on the Lakers of any guard or small wing in the rotation. And I, I make that specification just because certain defensive metrics can favor bigs. Mm -hmm. So that really speaks to what Reddish is doing so far in this season. What what I, I've been watching a lot, and the next time I'm at practice, I want to try to see if I can get an opportunity to ask Reddish about this specifically. It's like maybe a month or so ago, he was asked about Darvin Ham describing him as a 3 and D wing. And Reddish basically said in so many words, I'll do it. And he said this without any begrudging resentment. It didn't feel like when... Now, Russell Westbrook, I think, embraced a six-man role in the sense that he did it 
very professionally, mm-hmm. but he you never got a sense that he liked it or liked the concept of it. And like when Reddish said he'll do it, the three and D wing thing, he did not seem in the slightest bit bitter or pissed off, but he did note there's more to my game than a three and D thing. And what jumps out at me is how much he seems to be enjoying his time on the court in this role, like the asks of him. It helps that he's playing a lot. He's averaging in November almost 31 minutes per game. He's a starter. He's succeeding. He's getting certainly enough chances to score. Like, you know, there's only so much. Averaging 10 points a game. Right. And there's only so much he really could have expected to score. Right. Eight shots a night. Right. Team with LeBron, with AD, Mm -hmm. with Russell, Reeves, Rui, Christian Wood. Like, there's only, unless he's just delusional. But I just think it's really interesting. I'd love to get his take on just A, am I reading his body language correctly? And then B, what is it about this role that maybe he's enjoying more than he expected when Darvid really started telling him, this is what I want you to do? And in certain respects, this is only what I want you to do. I I think it, the, the part... Because doesn't I'm, he seem to be really having fun? Oh, yeah. Well, I think part of why he's having fun is I don't think he expected to be playing 30 minutes a night. And no. so he's this opportunity has opened up for him. You know, he's had the he had the big moment of the, you know, the that the you know the the game winning, essentially game winning three. Um, you know, all that stuff. It's been really positive, and he just keeps being given more and more responsibility and more validation. Now, the the issue with Reddish has always been consistency. He's had great three week stretches in the NBA before. He hasn't had great 10 week stretches, great three month stretches. And so you know, I think that's the challenge that's in front of him. But what I think works here is that the the role that he's being asked he's, he's being asked to play this defense. He seems to be it's a high profile role where he's getting a lot of praise for it and a lot of um, attention for doing the, these things um, and and changing kind of the perception around him, particularly as a defender. Um, you know, his he's shooting 38% from three um, this month. It's buoyed a little bit by one game where he was five of eight, another where he was three of five. Like, I'm I'm not sold on him as a as a three point shooter as a floor spacer, but here's the thing: I don't need to be um, because if he can do the stuff defensively and he can be a guy who can finish out on the break, create turnovers, lead to easy points, especially if they can, you know, D'Lo kind of returns to form, Russell returns to form, you know, the, everybody kind of gets back Louis to where they are. Well, from outside. Right. they can get by with Cam Reddish as a guy who isn't a real floor spacer. That's okay. Um, and if he can keep it up around 30 to 35%, that's good enough. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Certainly to, um, to, you know, to, to, you know, to, to get that defense, the defensive quality. Um, it reminds me a little bit of what the Lakers did with KCP in, in terms of putting him into a role that was tailored perfectly for what they needed him to do. Um, and, not asking him to step out of it and and recognizing the bleep out of what he's doing to help this team. And I, I feel like there could be a place for Reddish to kind of fill that sort of role. It's not exactly the same thing. KCP shooting was a big part of it and blah, blah, blah. But I just mean sort of in terms of vibes 
in terms of finding a niche and filling it. And this happens to be one where even when Vanderbilt comes back, even when other guys come back, it'll eat into his minutes some, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to go from 30 to 10. Um, yeah. Like I thought it, that it could have, you know, two or three weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, first of all, just as a side note, a couple times in the last few games, Darwin's gone with a unit of D'Angelo Russell, Reddish, Rui, LeBron, and AD. I've really liked how that floor combination has looked. I would love mm -hmm. to see a little bit more of them, just what it looks like with more extended minutes. But I, I that grouping jumped out at me. The other thing that I think is really encouraging for Reddish, and, and I agree with you, you need to see more of it just because the sample size on his career has not offered much in the way of consistency. But he also has never been with as many good skill players, which I think helps him out a lot. The mm -hmm. other thing, too, with Reddish, that I, when you look at like Reeves and some of the struggles he's had over 14 games, I don't know this for a fact, but I have wondered before I brought this up before, whether or not to some degree scouting has caught up to Reeves. And if nothing else, teams are just more, more in tuned on how to defend him, how to keep him from getting to his you know most comfort spots. If the referees have maybe become a little more hyper aware of you know not giving him every call, stuff like that. What Reddish is doing doesn't seem like something other than garden tighter at the arc. Like if, if he's really going to be more of a consistent outside shooter, what Reddish is what what's happening for Reddish right now doesn't seem like something that you can necessarily scouting report him out of. Right. Because I mean, I would say, you know, if the shooting keeps up, Sure. Yeah, I mean, you got you can't concede open threes to Cam Reddish anymore. But the other thing is, you know, I think the other scouting thing that you say is you have to be much more careful about passing lanes and you have to be tighter with the ball. You have to be more aware of Cam Reddish as a defender um offensively. And if that's the case, even if the steals go down, even if 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 teams are starting to compensate for reddish play things a little tighter to the vest mm -hmm. play things a little that benefits the lakers because yep. that that is changing the way that they play um i i just i, I think the thing that will will happen is like what happens when he gets into a shooting slump what happens if the offense you know he, he misses goes into a torian prince like you know shooting slump or you know where the you know delo to use that example again Shot hasn't been great, certainly not to his expectations, elevates his playmaking. He has stayed engaged um, and, and valuable. Um, it, that, that's the next step for, for Reddish. It hasn't worked in the same way for Jackson Hayes, who, you know, sort of the, the really good early start, I think, has faded a little bit. And we're seeing more of the, the same stuff that made his spot in a rotation in New Orleans very inconsistent. I this would be a tremendous benefit for the Lakers if we are still talking about reddish in these terms in mid-January um, versus mid-November. Um, because by then, I would expect D'Angelo Russell to be shooting better. I think Austin Reeves will have worked out um, the, you know, the issues with the five-out versus the four-out and just general comfort and all that stuff and will look much more consistently like Reeves as expected. Um, other guys should be back in the lineup. If you toss in Cam Reddish still doing this, 
you know, hey, kudos to the Lakers and the coaching staff for being right about a guy that I didn't understand. <laughs> I, I don't take it personally. I prefer that every signing that they have be absolutely nails. It's it's good for the team. Right. I like watching guys like we saw with Lonnie Walker, who's done very well in Brooklyn. Seems to re- it's fun to see players that you know look like they might be a step away from leaving the league reestablish themselves. That's cool. These guys work yeah. really hard. Uh, again, a reminder, Lakers playing the Jazz tonight, 7 p.m. Pacific time. Perhaps a revenge game for Taylor Horton Tucker. You can get every single basket, catch them all on the Lakers hometown broadcast. Series XM on the SXM app. Search Lakers. Locked on Lakers on YouTube is where you can go to see the show. Hang out with over uh, to almost 22,000 subscribers uh, talking about tonight's game, talking about tomorrow's game, because that is going to be one of high interest. Be nice to see the Lakers dispatch of the Jazz in easy fashion. A Memphisian game, if you will, Andy. So we all have energy for the Mavericks on Wednesday. We'll see everyone tomorrow.